following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3215 or email radio at bnnmedia.org. Welcome to Life Matters. I'm your host, Brendan O'Connell. Well, back in 1978-79, I went to graduate business school and went through their entrepreneur program, which was rather unique back then. Now about every business school has an entrepreneur program. And today we have an entrepreneur with us who is uh, endeavoring to start up a maternity home. And we're going to ask her all about it and what kind of hurdles uh, she's accomplished and what does she need to do in the future? And uh, who would benefit from all this? Well, welcome, Jeanette Davis. Hello, Brendan. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Well, Jeanette, uh, I wanted to ask, what is your background, and, and how did you come to want to open a maternity home? Well, as far as I know, Brandon, I can, as far back as I can remember, I've been pro-life. Uh -huh. I've volunteered at pregnancy centers, crisis pregnancy centers. I've joined in on prayer meetings, supported pregnancy centers, and the last, just before this idea of the home came to me, I, I heard Abby Johnson speak. Mm -hmm. And she um, said... I, I saw her down in D.C. at the march. She's I'm lost sure, a lot of weight. I'm sure she was there. She's really lost a lot of weight. But the thing she said to me was, uh, not to me, as she, during her talk, mm -hmm. she said that um, we have to do something. You know, we can't just say we mm -hmm. have to do something those aren't her exact words right uh, you know a lot of people like to you know sit and hear a speaker but mm -hmm. you need to actually go ahead and get and, involved and, and do, it. do things right. Right. so i thought about um this is kind of a book i had read the hiding place by corey ten boom uh -huh. and um i thought you know what can we do we, we save the babies we can't hide them like Corey Ten Boom did. She, she hid Jewish people from the Nazis, is what her and her family did. Oh. So we can't do that. Was she uh, uh, from the Netherlands uh, or Brussels? Dutch. Dutch yeah, so, Netherlands, yeah, Dutch. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. Yeah. But she, so she hid, her and her family hid Jewish people. They mm -hmm. did get found out, found out and they did go to a concentration camp. But... I thought... Did they survive the... She did. Yeah, she did? Her sister and her father did not. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Mm. Wow. And, well, um, hopefully you won't be in a concentration no, camp. Hopefully. So. But the thing was, I, you know, as I thought about it, I thought, you know, we have to reach the mothers. We, mm -hmm. we can't take the babies and hide them. We have to reach the moms. Mm -hmm. And through all my years of going to crisis pregnancy centers and praying with people working there and hearing them speak, you realize that a woman is, feels so alone when she's in an um, unplanned pregnancy when, for one reason or another, sometimes it's not necessarily that her family disowns her or the boyfriend, whatever, but she's, she's alone. She feels alone. 
maybe the boyfriend did tell her to, to leave or, and she really wants to have the baby or whatever the situation is. She we needs, want a, to give needs her the a, safe, a safe environment right. too we, because we sometimes boyfriends can, uh, there's sometimes violence uh, surrounding there that. There is sometimes violence, right? Yeah. Right. And there is sometimes a demand to get rid of the baby. Oh, but, certainly. Yeah, but that's not always the case. You know, sometimes maybe for some, whatever reason they don't even tell a boyfriend. Maybe they don't really love him, whatever the reason is. Mm -hmm. But our idea is to have these mothers understand that they can come to this home when it opens um, and be in a safe environment. They will be loved. Their children will be loved. Um, we would like to have them come to a place where they can... Um, have an education, get a job, and leave our facility and be in an apartment, not, not have to go to another shelter. That's kind of our focus. And, you know, through showing the love of Jesus and being his hands and feet, we'd like to help the women come to know Jesus. And if they already know him, to draw closer to him and not have to live in fear that God's mad at them. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus died for everything, and he loves us. And everybody, dearly. yeah. And, and when a baby's created, it's created for God's good purpose. Mm -hmm. And that's, I see. you know, we... Well, now, you live uh, in what's called the Metro West area of Boston. Yes. Yep. Uh, why do you want to have a maternity home out by where you live? Well, the reason is the only maternity homes I know, Brand Brandon, right now are there's one in Worcester, which is quite a ways from Right, Vi West. Visitation House, right. it's called. Mm -hmm. And there's Friends of the Unborn in Quincy. Mm -hmm. And there's um, the Desta House in Pembroke. And I they're all spread out. I haven't heard of that one. What's it called in Pembroke? Be Bethesda House. Oh, Bethesda House. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, I don't believe it's that old, but that she has quite a story if you look up on her website, Missy. Uh -huh. um, I don't remember her last name. But there's none in that area. And as a matter of fact, I spoke In, in the West, what, metro, no, West area. Now, what, what, what are some of the there's towns? There's a lot of crisis pregnancy centers. Ashland, Marlboro, Natick, Framingham, Waltham. Um, How about Hudson. like Wellesley, Needham? Wellesley, Needham, nothing. nothing. There's a lot of crisis pregnancy centers, but no homes. No homes. Yeah. yeah and I actually spoke to um, the director of First Concern in Marlboro. And she said she would love to have a maternity home close, closer to Marlboro. Mm -hmm. You know, closer to where. I see, the, because they can, they can recommend that the pregnant woman yeah. can uh, go and see if you would have an opening. Right. Um, how, how, how many people or how big of a uh, place, how many people could you house? Because I know like Visitation House in Worcester, I'm going to say they have somewhere between six and ten mm -hmm. uh, women there. I and think Friends does too. Friends does yes. too? Yeah. And what, what are you looking to do? Right now, we're looking, we're looking at six women right now. Um, we may expand, but right now, as we're starting out, mm -hmm. getting our feet wet, I guess is the expression, um, we're looking at six women. I see. And uh, now... Uh, your organization, are you a nonprofit? Yes. Yep. And um, to raise money, uh, a lot of nonprofits uh, on the federal level 
uh, get something, they have to apply for something called the 501c3. Yes, we have that. Do you have that yes. also? Mm -hmm. I see. That's good. Those are good steps along the way. What other things have you done? Uh, uh, have you been looking for a... You do not have a, a facility at this current time. Not yet. We're working towards that. I see. And what uh, do you... In do you have to get a realtor to help you to do that? Or, I've spoken or, to someone. Um, right now we're, we're at a place where truly I'm trusting God for the house. We have had someone come forward and offer us a year's rent. Uh -huh. um, he offered us a set amount of money. But um, I'm still trusting God for the house. So that person have a house, and they said, well, I'm going to be not here for the next year. You no. can have the house? No, no, no. He, he offered us cash, the money, uh -huh. to be able to rent a facility for a year. I see. So um, whatever we find. And we, did, we have started looking. We, we looked at one place that just didn't work out. Um, it just was too small. It wasn't suitable. Right. So... Like I would assume like a ranch home would not be suitable. Well, uh, it, you know, some of the houses can be pretty big, even if they're just one floor. And that would be ideal, one floor, actually. Would because it? you wouldn't have to worry about the children on the stairs and moms carrying babies up and down the stairs. And right. So, right. And what, uh, how, what kind of, how many employees would you have to have to run it? Uh, um, I am thinking right now, I'm thinking about um, Friends of the Unborn, and they have two full-time, I believe, and one part-time, and then they have a lot of volunteers. Uh -huh. So there's an executive director. There's a lady who probably is a secretary. She does most of the typing. And then there's another lady that, um, actually her mother that started the home. Oh, yeah. But I believe she's part-time because she has Wednesdays off, so... I would consider her part-time. Mm -hmm. But then there's a lot of volunteers. My ideal home, we will have a daycare on premises. That might not be for a while. So that would increase what we would need. We would need an executive director for the daycare and maybe two or three teachers. Now, daycares, they, they're having problems staffing, aren't they, right now? I don't know. I don't know. They could be. Yeah, I, I think I had read that. So. Yeah, I think... Every place you go, they're having problems with um, yeah. finding people. Right. Now, uh, what services would you offer to women? Well, as I mentioned earlier, we would like them to get it, be able to get an education if that's needed, at least even if they need a high school diploma. Um, or English as a second language? Yep, English as a second language, Bible study, um, cooking classes. It would depend, of course, on the women and what they need at that time. Um, I volunteer at Friends of the Unborn, so that's why I'm kind of knowing what's going on there. Mm -hmm, that's good. They have a lady that comes in to teach parenting classes. Mm -hmm. They have um, a man who does the Bible study. They have someone that comes in and does mom and me music and exercise with the baby and the mom. Um, just a lot of those type of classes, if they need cooking, if they need, it depends on the needs, mm -hmm. you know. But mm -hmm. that's what the main is, would be cooking, parenting, um, Bible study, um, and quiet space to, to do your homework and get an education and find a good job that will 
help you move on with your future. We really, I, I see a lot of, or uh, hear about a lot of women that they feel like if they don't have the baby, they can move on with their future. We'd like to show them that they can do both. They can have their baby and have their future mm -hmm. with some help. And how long would, would someone stay in the home, given that pregnancy is nine months, roughly? Mm -hmm. so, uh, what, uh, you say that you were to get the person in the second or third month uh, of pregnancy. What, how long after the birth of the child? Um, what, how I'm long thinking, would, we're thinking three years. Three? That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's the longest I've it's heard of. That's the longest. Yeah, and, I mean, and, I've heard of one year, yeah. maybe two, uh, but uh, they, have to, they eventually have to graduate from right. the, the maternity on. home. My, so three and, would and be... And we might find that it's not doable, but my, I, maybe that's my ideal, is to have them be able to have a good education, have a good job, and then move out. Mm -hmm. you know, not... Where in Metro West would be an ideal location for you? Well... Marlboro's a big city, actually. Marlboro's a big city. Framingham is a big city. And Framingham is now a city. I live in Natick. Natick would be perfect, but I'm not. You know, uh -huh. Natick would be perfect for me. Um, Framingham would be a good area. Um, Marlborough would be a good area. Waltham's a nice area, too. Mm -hmm. I see. Now, what kind of costs are we talking about uh, uh, to purchase a home? And then also, the, then what is the cost? It's co a lot. We, um, when we did our budget, we, I think we figured. Three hundred thousand a year, like that's pretty expensive. Uh, operating expenses. Yeah, yeah. That's operating, and then of course the house. Would you well, take out a loan on the house? Is that it? No, well, or, or, no, I'm still but, trusting on God for that house. I'm still hoping that we'll get a house that He'll give us. I see, but what? You know, a visitation house was donated. Friends of the unborn. That house was bought for them. Yes. And. Um, I believe Thomas Flatley bought that yes. house. Yeah, 40 years ago now. But also there's a little pregnancy center in Natick that, that was given to them by the pastor of um, my understanding. Don't quote me. But my understanding is it was given to them by the pastor at St. Patrick's. Given? Given to Pregnancy Help Center. It's a, it's a crisis pregnancy center oh. in downtown Natick. Oh, okay. So uh -huh. my ideal is that it would be gifted a home. I see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, Goliath the giant. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> and um, now, are you a religious person? Would it be? Uh, I walk with Jesus. I am a child of God. Yes. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Well, uh, what would you be? I mean, is this non-denominational, or oh, there's certain religion uh, the, that we're talking about? Okay, the women or the staff. That either. I. I okay. The woman we would take anyone. Uh -huh. um, saving a life. The pregnant saving women. Saving a life, yes. Uh -huh. Staff would have to sign. We have a um, uh, statement of faith. Mm -hmm. So it would be also Christian women. We want Christian women feeding into the woman to be the hands and feet of Jesus. To mm -hmm. help the woman see that Jesus loves them to help the woman see that they can have a relationship with him. And if it's non-Christian women in the home, the staff, the volunteers, they wouldn't be given the woman that aspect. Mm. But we would, 
the women, we would take anybody. We're, we're to save a life. That's what we want to do, to, mm -hmm. to help the women see that they can. They are wonderfully and fearfully made by our Lord, and they can do it uh -huh. with a little bit of help. A little bit of help. Mm -hmm. And uh, now, how did you come up with Love Your Neighbor Maternity Home? Um, that was from the, the book of Matthew, mm -hmm. um, chapter 22. I think it's verse 34, but one of the Pharisees asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? And he says, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Mm -hmm. That is the first and greatest. And to love your neighbor as yourself. That's the second. Right. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And the words love your neighbor just jumped off the page. I see, yeah. And you're, you're because the, <laughs> the website's got a, a long, it, you know, love your neighbor maternity, I think maternity home, is that? Yes, love your neighbor maternity that's home dot com. That's a very long, that's a very long. <laughs> it is, but if people type it in their computer and the next time they just put the L in, it will pop up. <laughs> oh, is that yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, do you have a board of directors? We do. You do? Yeah. Are they well-heeled board of directors? Or, in other words, they have a lot of money that they could possibly give you to? No, they're all average Joes like me. Okay. Yeah. Working, or, or bad working people. Average Jeanettes. Yes, average Jeanettes, yeah. <laughs> I see. Well, when uh, do you hope to, when do you hope to uh, commence this uh, activity? So what's blocking you now is is you need a home. Mm -hmm. And then what about the operational expenses? I mean, you said around $300,000 a year? I, I believe once we're up and running, that mm -hmm. people will begin to take notice. Mm -hmm. um, we have had donations. Um, right now we're planning two fundraisers. Hopefully those will, um, a tea party in June. And then in November, we're hoping to have a craft fair and oh. hopefully those will raise some revenue. But it's getting the word out, and this is one way to get the word out, and uh, I thank you for that. You're welcome. And, yeah. um, you know, talk and word of mouth. Right. You never know who God's going to put in our path to say, oh, well, wait, I know somebody who has a house. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that, yeah. Now, I noticed a visitation house, they, when they have a fundraiser, they moved it from uh, a, a Catholic church, I think, in downtown, over to uh, a Greek a Greek church, I believe, because they, oh, okay. they had a much bigger um, function hall. Mm -hmm. And um, everybody, a friend of mine uh, gave, was a speaker there, actually, uh, and he, um, he marveled that each of these tables, every table that sat eight or ten, mm -hmm that someone was sponsored as a table captain and they would bring all the food. Oh. So in other words, you're not hiring anybody to, you know, provide silverware and napkins mm -hmm. and, you know, the, the, the people participating. And that way they were able to, uh, you know, take a, a large expense of putting right. on like a dinner and it's taken up by the, the attendees mm -hmm. and then the attendees would write a check. Right. Uh, to um, to visitation house in, in Worcester. Um, uh, why a tea party? <laughs> well, you know, a lot of places have dinners. Yes. And that's very, like you said, cost expensive. Yeah, it's costly. 
so I thought a tea potty is a little less expensive. Uh-huh. And um, women tend to, you know, well, we're going to have a craft fair too, and men will go to come to the craft fair hopefully, but the tea potty will be more geared for women. Uh-huh. Um, not that it's a woman's issue, but I think women, I don't know. I don't know why we decided to tea potty except for the expense. Uh, and that it's something that is really, um, it's a nice, t- nice way to relax, talk mm-hmm. with other people, um, we'll charge a fee for the tea potty, ask for donations, maybe have a raffle, have a speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why the tea potty. I, I see. I, I, yeah. And how long have you been at this? couple of years, I, I started really thinking about it before COVID. Uh-huh. And I went around to different places. Um, COVID was March of 2020. Yes. I Mid-March. remember that because in April, my husband was in the hospital with COVID. So oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. But he did well. He's, he's back home and he's good. Mm-hmm. But um, so that's when I started thinking about it and getting the board together and um, getting the board together and... Um, working on it. And we've been working on paperwork and doing all kinds of things that we had to do to get up to this point. Uh-huh. How big is your board? We have one, two, three, six, six people. And do you meet regularly or? Every other week right now. Every other week, yeah. I see. We may be meeting more once we start planning this tea party. Right, yeah, <laughs> different types of tea, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, uh, say the home. Say you're established. Uh, you've bought a home and you've you've set it up. Uh, how are you going to advertise for women to come and stay at your home? Well, I think we'll work through. Um, ho- hopefully, forty days for life. Um, they pray outside Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. um, crisis pregnancy centers. And again, word of mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking to maybe different churches, wherever we get an opportunity to speak. Right. That will get the word out that we're open. I see, I see. There used to be, when I was a child, there used to be, I think even in Jamaica Plain, along the Jamaica Way, mm-hmm. a home for unwed mothers. Mm-hmm. So in effect, that's what this is, mm-hmm. uh, what you're trying to do, a visitation house and... Friends of the Unborn, and you mm-hmm. mentioned a group down in Pembroke. Um, if uh, how long do you give yourself if if the effort is not successful? How long? How long would you? Um, you've been at it for a couple of mm-hmm. years. I guess you haven't thought about that question. We haven't gotten that far. <laughs> right. Uh, that hasn't crossed my mind because we will be successful. Okay. All right. You know, I, I, like I said, I volunteer for friends in Quincy, and. There have been times when they've had to turn people away because they're full. Right. I, it, uh, it's just not that they can't handle, I mean, eight, what do they have, eight or ten or six or ten? I thought it was 13, it's, but I'm not sure it's 13. quite that many oh, right okay. now. But um, right. I think, I'm, gonna, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I think between 10 and 13. Okay. All right. Very good. And they've got a beautiful facility. They do, yeah, they do, no, no question about it. Now, uh, do you, it's, it's, say you had a home, does it require special zoning? It does. 
because nonprofit would probably not pay property tax. Oh. Um, so if it's a place that's already a nonprofit, it probably would be easier to to um, move the town to allow us to come in. Yeah. Um, taking over another home that's been paying taxes might be a little more of a struggle. Right. But I still see it as doable. Mm, wow. you know, if we can stress the point that once these women leave our home, they will be pretty much self-sufficient and won't have to rely on the state for funding themselves. Right. That's kind of a payoff. Well, it is for society in mm -hmm. general. Mm -hmm. That's true. I, it's, uh, well, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, I wish you well on this. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you've, you. Uh, you've done a lot of the steps, but uh, the big thing, I guess, is getting the home. Yes. And, uh, you know, uh, good luck with that. Thank we'll, you. We'll see what thank happens. You. And folks, I hope you found today's show to be unique, informative, content-rich, truthful, hearing from an entrepreneur in her effort to establish a maternity home in the Metro West area. Well, thank you, Jeanette Davis. Thank you. Thank you, family. Take care. And uh, we hope you found today's show to be unique, informative, content-rich, truthful, and thought-provoking. Thanks for watching. I'm Brendan O'Connell, your friend for life. The preceding commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3215 or email radio at bnnmedia.org.